Hello, and welcome back to the show. Uh, this week, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, I rambled a little bit in the beginning about success and uh, kind of the different phases I've gone through and and how I've managed to get my groove back with it. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, the moon base that the European Space Agency wants to create, the International Village on the moon. And we're also going to have a cushy update, uh, modifying behavior of my cat, so she doesn't kill herself on electrical wires. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the year in space to uh, finish things off this week. Uh, but as always, remember, if you want to support the podcast and uh, and help the science keep going on here, keep the lights on, uh, and the mic's recording, uh, just go to the Amazon link on this week's episode or at the homepage at todayinspace.net forward slash home. And just do your Amazon shopping like normal after clicking that link, and it helps kick back a little bit of that to us to help us do what we do here. So thank you to everyone who's already done that, and to those who are going to do that. I really, really, really appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you, and let's get on with the show. In space. It is episode 74, March 10th, 2016, and this week I want to start by talking about success and take a second to think about whatever just popped into your head. Like, what did success just look like for you? You know, was it fame? Was it money? Wealth? Was it being perfect? Or like the idea of perfection or, or being the best at what you do, you know, success means something different to everybody. And one thing that I've learned about success is that you have to set yourself up for it. Like you don't, you don't just fall upon success. It doesn't just, uh, <laughs> it doesn't just fall in your lap. Like that I think one of the best things I've ever really heard. I, I'm pretty sure I heard this, but I, it's basically that success is paved with the the bricks of failure, right? So what the fuck does that mean, right? Someone just like threw that at you one day, like I just did. You're probably like, what an asshole. What the hell does that mean? What I'm trying to say is that the only way to get to success is to fuck up. It's really, it's really what I'm saying. But more importantly is to learn from that. And one of the things that I've learned, especially in this last week, and I've learned this, you know, I learn it in different ways as I'm, as I'm going further down the, whatever road I'm going down, you know, um, right now it's engineer slash podcast host. Um, so you, you you try and make a list of, of what success is for that. Uh, it's random. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really go together, but I, I pick it up along the way. You know, one of the biggest hurdles for me in the beginning with this show was was getting it out every week. 
you know, and now I do it like it's nothing. You know, I almost, I almost forget that that is a success every week. So putting out a show every week is a huge success for me. You know, but I also have an insatiable appetite. So, you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't go quite right or the way that I envisioned it to be, and that's something that I'm still working on, is that perfectionist mentality. You know, but putting out, simply putting out an episode for me every week is a success. And sometimes I forget that. You know, you, sometimes you get out of the groove, you know. Um, and it, 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 success can be whatever you want it to be. And, and you can make it as simple as, you know, I ate well today. I cleaned up my room, my house, if you own a house. Owning a house. That's a fucking huge success. You know, all these little things are like hugely, hugely important. But the only way you're going to get there is if you set yourself up for it. So one of the things that I did last week, I talked about it, was I got an audio book and it helped, it helped stimulate me mentally. It was something that I was, I was lacking out of what I was doing every day. And it was, it was eking into the show. It was eking into my, my creativity with it, just getting it done in general. Um, but it was a whole slew of things, you know, I I got out of the groove. I got out of sync. Um, so last week and this week has been me getting back into it, getting, getting into a rhythm. Um, and it really is, it's like momentum. You know, you really, and, and the easiest way to, the easiest way that I do it, because it's, I keep saying, well, you know, in generalities, but what did I do? I, I set myself small goals, goals during the week to, to keep me going, you know, like that mental stimulation that those audiobooks have been huge because then, you know, I use them on my way into work to get me pumped up. I use them on the way back home to get me pumped up. And then I go for it. You know, I, I used to I used to have the, the lazy perfectionist attitude like three years ago, before I when I first started doing podcasting, you know, I, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna put it out if it if it wasn't perfect. I didn't wanna um if the idea wasn't perfect, it was like, no no no, I'm gonna keep going, you know, and and pushing myself to not only start my own show but to to get to the point where I'm doing it every week and writing down these th- these thoughts every week and getting them out to you guys is like it's pretty crazy um and I got out of sync and I started forgetting that you know I started forgetting all the stuff I've done because it just became so regular you know and that happens sometimes and I think that's the hardest part of success is is it's it's always like just like an orbit, like an orbit around a planet. It's always degrading. You always have to boost it back up. You also have to get you always have to get it back up to where you were, you were before. And success is no different. You know, I was on a roll there for a little while, and uh, and last week I had to kick it back up. So, you know, if 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 you're out there and you you're trying for it, you're going for it, you're having those off weeks. Just remember, figure out what gets you motivated. 
if you got a small list of things, you know, get, get simple stuff done. Stuff that's been, been, uh, weighing you down, stuff that you've just been kind of putting off, get those little things done because that kind of stuff is going to help set you up for success. You know, if you, if you can, if you can be a success at all the small things, then it's going to be a lot easier to be a success at the big things. And that's, that's really, that's, that's the moral of this week is set yourself up because no one else is going to do it for you. You are the only one that can make yourself successful. Yeah, you might be lucky here or there, but you're only going to get lucky because you put the work in. And with that, let's move on to our first segment this week. We talk a lot in the show about going to Mars and, and uh, you know, what's entailed with that. I mean, besides the fact that we still need the technology to get us there safely, um, the next big hurdle is living on Mars because that's really what we're talking about here. Eventually colonizing Mars, right? Um, so that's going to take, uh, these planet villages, these bases that are on the ground that are on another planet. We've never done that before. You know, we've had orbiting space stations and we've had spacecrafts, but, we've never actually had a base and it's a long, difficult, risky, expensive trip to practice building stuff on Mars. Um, but given, given what our situation is right now, that's kind of where we're at. You know, we're going to, if we're going by the mission standard right now, we're going to be practicing bases on Mars when we have a perfectly good moon pretty close, at least relatively compared to Mars, right? So it would be kind of smart to practice it there and, and practice like a an international village maybe on the moon and get our technology ready so that if we ever do go to another planet, when we ever go to another planet, we'll have this technology kind of worked out. So then we just have to tweak it. You know, instead of going for the home run and trying to do all a lot, a lot, all a lot, a lot too fast. And that's, it's, it's not the best way to set ourselves up for success. But luckily, the European Space Agency actually does want to do that they actually want to set up an international village to keep working on this and it's brilliant i mean uh you can check out the article it'll be in this week's episode um but it's it's a very very good idea on on so many levels um one of the one of the key things that's really it'll be able to provide us like is the international space station isn't going to be around forever you know around the time that this base would start getting put up there on the 2020s, 2030s, you know, that's around the time the International Space Station is going to stop. And we can't just let this microgravity research end. You know, we're learning so much about such important things. Like, I've, I've only recently, because I've started really researching more on the microbiome and and your entire 
basically collection of bacteria, your tribal bacteria that lives inside you, that outnumbers you, that is so important to everyone's survival, we just had a major, major test with the urine space. I'm only just realizing it because I'm starting to get into that, that, that research. And we'll get more into it later, but that kind of research is so important. Having a microgravity setting to do this and to test how, how well humans can actually live in gravity is setting us up for success on actually living in space eventually. You know, all these little steps are, are advances forward to getting this done. And having a moon base is... I think one of the smartest things we can do if we're really serious about going to Mars and going to other planets. You know, it's kind of weird. It's almost like bef- like we were, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, we should go to Mars. There's very, very little people that actually don't think we should go to Mars. And it's usually because of fear. But, or they just don't care. There's also that. Um, everyone really wants to go to Mars probably more than more than there ever have been and honestly five years ago this wasn't a reality going to mars wasn't it was a distant thought it would have been cool but there was no plans we weren't actually planning on going to mars but for some reason we find ourselves in this position where people are really interested in space travel and really interested in getting our asses to mars you know, so we can't just push it like we can't just be like, yeah, let's go now. Like we 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 have to prepare. This, this is not easy. You know, we, we have to make sure that once we get there, we can stay there alive and get back. We need to get back home. That takes a lot of work and a lot of technology that's still being worked on. But from what I can tell. One thing we're not working on is moon-based technology, or at the very least, planetary-based technology. You know, one of the big hurdles before some of the new technology has come out of today was getting stuff up there to build it. How do you build it? Do you send a rover up there to put it together? Can, can you even send a robot that's capable of doing that? Or... Do you use some of the brilliant new 3D printing technology that could potentially help us cut half of that building in half and then introduce inflatable habitats? You know, then you cover it with dirt to help protect you from radiation and you've got something, you know, but it's, but it's all, you know, it's all just ideas. We have to actually act on it. You know, life is a bitch. Stuff does not work out the way you think it's going to work out. Even if you've had tons of time to think about it and, and you, you think you've worked out every solution. It may work once, but <laughs> as we've seen with plenty of rocket launches, especially in the last year, two years... You know, everything seems fine, but something goes wrong. And you can't just let everything crumble because you failed. And that's what's going to happen if we don't practice 
this planetary-based technology before going to Mars. We have to do it. And the only way to do that is, from what I can tell, an international partnership. Unless we have uh, some other crazy billionaires who want to throw money, more money at it, uh, which, who knows, in the next few years, we very well may see that. You know, but the exciting thing is we have people trying. People are actually trying to get us to go to other planets. They're actually trying to get us into space. It's awesome. What I can promise you is that every step of the way, I'm going to be there letting you know what's up. And this is... This is definitely the first step for planetary-based technology. We still got to get it, make it happen, but we're getting there. It's actually being thought of. Never would have thought inflatable. Never would have thought of 3D printing. But we're there now. So let's see what cool shit happens next. It's now time for a cushy update. And uh, the cushy update for this week is, if you're new, uh, a few weeks back, the lovely Sarah was on the show, and we were talking about trying to modify some of the behaviors of my cat. Uh, and what do I mean by that? She has some uh, some things she does that uh, just need to stop. I mean, like scratching the workout mats that I have, um, biting wires, electrical cords, so basically one is annoying and expensive. The other will probably kill her eventually. So obviously that needs to change. And since she's not a person, can't use person techniques. Um, although behavior modification is definitely for humans as well. But it's also not legal for us to do. So we're doing a cat, my cat. So this past few weeks... Um, I've been taking data. So uh, lovely Sarah showed me, you know, kind of what I need to do, uh, what I need to track. Basically, you know, we're trying to get a baseline for her behavior. And it was kind of funny because I was learning, like, the right thing to do, um, the, the proper way to approach her behavior and how to, how to reinforce her in a positive way so she's She's not doing the bad things. Um, my vocabulary is awful. So if, if you're a BCBA or anyone in behavioral science, I apologize if I'm uh, not making any sense. But basically, we need to figure out her baseline first. We need to figure out um, what what we have in front of us before we can change it. And so I had already started to implement some of the changes, you know, the, the, the right way to approach it, not to, you know, be like, Hey, no, don't do that. Like, you know, it was like calmly go up, don't look at her, go over there. If she's biting a piece of paper, take the piece of paper and walk away. Don't give her attention. But the problem was, is that I, I had to break that because we had to go back to what we were doing before. So we know where we lie in our baseline. So uh, we've been recording a few things, you know, uh, mat scratching, which is my, my workout mats. Uh, I've been tracking those. Uh, we've been tracking uh, these uh, box scratching, which is a good thing. Um, 
it's the I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's the like uh, correlate, correlated correlated uh, the cardboard corrugated I think that's the word <laughs> corrugated cardboard um, that she scratches and you know she does it really from what I can tell when she's happy so we've been tracking that um, there's also the wire biting which is obviously the dangerous one and uh, paper slash plastic chewing so we're, what we're trying to do is figure out you know how many times she does this when I'm around and, uh, and get an average, a baseline of what her, her behaviors are like when I do the things I'm not supposed to <laughs> and reinforce bad behavior. So just taken from the data alone, you know, her two big, her, the two things she does most frequently when I'm around are the box scratching, which is the corrugated cardboard, which is the good thing and the paper chewing slash plastic chewing. Uh, so a good one and a bad one. Uh, if I was going to take a guess, the paper chewing is to get my attention. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of motivating factor other than that, but I think for the most part, she does it from what I can notice when <laughs> she's upset that I'm not paying attention to her. Uh, but we'll find out. It's too soon to know that. Um, and that's what's really cool about what we're starting to do with this behavioral science stuff is learn how you can change behavior. You know, for the good. That's what we're trying for, is change your behavior for the good. Um, the better. Um, in this case, saving my cat's life because she doesn't understand that there's a thing such as electricity, and then if she bites that wire, she's going to die. So I think that's pretty important. But I think also, you know, down the line is learn some stuff to help modify our own behaviors. Um, I hope that's possible. I think you can modify your behaviors yourself if I've learned enough. You know, if you can reinforce good behaviors then you can change yourself for the better. You know, I think I've done that with uh, just getting older here and having more to do. I think I've definitely helped change my behaviors for the better, but I'm still learning. So I, 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 I would take a stab at what behaviors have been good uh, that I've been doing, but I'll have to wait till Sarah's back on to ask her if I'm actually doing or, or saying the vocabulary right. I, I just want to make sure that I'm right. <sighs> I just want to be right. But it's a learning process, and uh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Definitely, um, we'll be talking about it more in the future here. But uh, modifying behavior? Pretty fucking cool science. Complicated. In-depth but very cool. Very, very cool stuff. Can't wait to talk about it more. But from now, uh, for now, I'll keep you guys updated on how things are going with Cushy. But as it looks, um, she's uh, she really wants my attention. I think that's what, what I'm getting here. Am I a bad cat father? I don't know. I hope not. I don't think I am. We'll find out.
on the next episode. <laughs> no, I don't know. The next time we have Sarah on, we'll talk more about it. 3D printing update for this week. Not much, really. Um, still working on the box for my 3D printer. Again, to keep the fumes from ABS, which is the same plastic as Legos are made from, um, because the fumes from that are not good for you. Uh, they are toxic, so got to have some kind of vent system. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, the box is uh, coming together. The front door is on, and I made the second door, um, which, unfortunately, the glass broke on the first one, so that was a pain in the ass. So I, I siliconed the glass into the wood, so I made slots in the 2x4s and slipped the glass in that slot with some silicone. Um, but as I said in a previous episode, I was trying to rush, didn't have my mask on in the room and basically, uh, got high on silicone, um, and ran out of the room to get some air and, uh, let the silicone settle, which unfortunately meant that I had bonded my glass into the wood and it wasn't right. So basically I had to break the glass and take it out piece by piece. Um, one piece made it, one piece didn't make it. So, uh, after recutting another piece of wood and (laughs) getting everything ready, uh, I cut a new piece of glass and made the door. So that door is set. Uh, now really all that's left is, um, oh, actually there's so much more. It's, it's crazy what you can get done in a week. But anyways, so there's a lot of staining that needs to be done. Some uh, some patch feeling or really gap feeling because uh, the wood is not perfect. So um, just filling up the little gaps where the wood didn't actually lay flat to each other. Um, but I also have the top of the box put in. Um, it's just a sheet of plywood. I've got uh, a ring for the, uh, the vent hose. You know, it's just that semi-rigid hose from Home Depot for, you know, an air system. Um, I've got a HEPA filter. Um, that's all set up. I've got the lights set up, LEDs. They're color-changing. Awesome. Um, so that's all set up. The back is up as well. So really all that's left is that left door and then some staining um, and just getting all the gaps filled so that <laughs> the air doesn't really escape. But uh, we're getting really close, getting excitingly close to finishing it so that we can start 3D printing again, and this time with an even better material. So that's it for this week. Hopefully this weekend uh, I'm going to crank out great weather, so I'm going to be able to work on stuff uh, and hopefully get this done, if not mostly done this weekend. So here's to hoping. And I think it's uh, fitting to end this week with uh, just an update on the year in space. Uh, Scott Kelly, after returning home safely with uh, Mikhail Kornienko and Sergei Volkov, um, <laughs> posted online uh, earlier this week that uh, he had experienced his first rain since he was back home. And... Uh, you know, to most people, that's not really that exciting. But if you just, it's a short video. If you just 
take a look at like the pure enjoyment in his face as he's feeling that rain come down. Like I can't even imagine <clears throat> all the different senses that you're after a year in space, you come back and what those senses must feel like to feel them again. Like feeling rain must be super interesting after being on a space station for a year, 340 days in orbit. You know, another big thing uh, from this week for him was uh, his first meals, his first steak, um, his first, uh, his first dinner with his family at a table. Uh, You know, all those things are, I've got to just be the most exciting <laughs> that they've ever been before, you know? And uh, what a success that mission has been. I mean, we want to talk about success. I mean, he, they they went up to space for 340 days, came back down, and even though they experienced degenerative bone loss, bone density loss, and de- and their muscles atrophying and their heart um having to having to <laughs> having to grow muscle back to adjust to flow the blood because of gravity now from up and down their body as opposed to just basically letting it settle they look fine they like they they honestly look well you know, it's it's kind of shocking. I mean, there's still plenty of time to go, but they're really looking great. Scott Kelly, especially. I, I haven't seen Mikhail Kornienko. Um, but as far as Scott Kelly it looks, he, he looks fantastic. I mean, within hours of landing, he was he stepped off the jet back home. First time he landed, walked on American soil again, he was walking. He walked of his own accord after landing and being in microgravity for 340 days. I mean, I think that's a that's a huge accomplishment for what we've been able to do to minimize the effects of microgravity. Because I don't believe the um, I don't I don't think with the old uh, the old way we used to do things without without a plan. I don't think Mikhail Kornienko or Scott Kelly would be walking so easy. So whatever they're doing up there seems to be working. Uh, we're going to find out so much more over the next year. I mean, Scott Kelly this week also just uh, had, I believe it was an MRI to check his uh, his bone density, to check uh, his bone health, basically. So all this stuff is starting. Um, and I think the one of the most interesting and unfortunately not as outspoken research that we're going to find out is uh, his microbiome. And what I mean is, is the colony of bacteria inside of Scott Kelly that every human being has. And... If I learned this correctly this week, even in identical twins, the bacteria that's in each twin is actually different. So we're going to see 
all the little things that, you know, we're going to see how, what happened with the balance of bacteria, you know, is there good more, you know, did the good bacteria develop well, uh, stay well up there? Um, did the balance change? Did it change in a bad way? Did it change in a good way? Did it not change? You know, did they get stronger? Did they get weaker? You know, all these things we're going to find out. And, and I, uh, from what I've been learning and we're going to get into this more when I, when I get my, uh, genetics bros back here, but it really is amazing how important the bacteria that lives in your body, how important keeping it healthy and keeping it in balance is to your whole person. And, uh, I don't think we did it enough justice with uh, the last episode. And now that I've read up a little bit more on it, I really want to dive into this and really, really figure out and, and ask some questions about the microbiome, your, your, your civilization of bacteria that lives inside you. We never talk about it. So now that I ha- actually have some good questions, <laughs> God damn it, we're going to talk about it. Because this shit is crazy and it influences so much about you and, 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 and everything that you deal with. It's your first protection against bad bacteria. It's, 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 it's your military force for your immune system. But it, apparently it also influences numerous aspects of your entire health. And we're going to learn way more about that as soon as I have back my genetics friends and we're going to get to the bottom of it we're also going to have a few beers but we're going to get to the bottom of it hopefully (laughs) and if not we had a great time bullshitting about science and that's that's what it's about (laughs) uh but that that's it for this week thank you thank you so much for listening and uh we'll be back next week with another episode and uh don't forget if you want to help support the show and uh, the science we're doing here, uh, just go to the Amazon link that's in this week's episode or the link that's always on the homepage at todayinspace.net forward slash home. And there's a whole bunch of ways to support us there. Thank you for listening. Make sure to spread love. Please spread science and have a great week and set yourself up for success. The only person who's going to make you successful is you. So stop getting in your own way and be successful, all right? That's my advice to you this week. So have fun, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Today in Space. Peace!